0: we're going to talk about the Bitcoin FUD dementals. That's right, FUD dementals. So there's a lot of FUD out there and there's a lot of talk about FUD. So what is FUD in cryptocurrency and Bitcoin? It's fear, understanding, and doubt. So when you talk about FUD, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Number one, on the fear front, people are always afraid of what they don't understand, right? So that's what drives the fear is the you part of the FUD, lack of understanding. People don't understand Bitcoin, they don't understand cryptocurrencies, technology, and they don't understand the network effect of all of that either. And then you have doubt. So fear, understanding, and doubt. Um, And doubt comes into play because it's a new asset. Um, You know, cryptocurrency hasn't been been around that long. Uh, It's getting much more broad, widespread adoption now, retail as well as institutional more and more people are beginning to embrace it, learn about it, hear about it. So uh, there's a lot of doubt whenever something new and revolutionary hits the market like these technologies and an asset like Bitcoin, especially when they are super, super volatile. So that's where a lot of the fear comes into play. You have that fear, you have that lack of understanding and you have that doubt that all comes into play because it's a new market, it's a new asset and it's extremely volatile. And it's very speculative. And there's a lot of scams surrounding it and all around it. And kind of like the stock market and trading apps and things like that and and anything. Think about Amazon. As Amazon came along, people were afraid to use Amazon to buy their stuff. They were afraid to use PayPal. Uh, People were afraid of using trading apps for stock markets. People were were afraid of online banking. So all of the technologies of the past, uh, when it comes to finances, especially in personal information, was met with a lot of fear, trepidation, fear, lack of understanding and doubt. Now, that FUD can go the other way too. It can be on a good scale in terms of the the FUD that's out there on the positive note and a lot of the influencers out there that are using um, news propaganda to push an agenda, to push a narrative and to hype up and take advantage of the negative side of FUD to kind of hype something up. Like when you hear news of Apple, Getting involved with cryptos or Facebook or PayPal. And the latest is Google. And uh, people say, oh, Google and Bitcoin, you know, it's going to send Bitcoin to the moon. And really all Google said was, we're going to relax our advertising policies and allow some of these exchanges and things like that to advertise their products where anything like that from a crypto standpoint was banned. So it doesn't mean these companies are going to buy Bitcoin and it's going to drive the price to a million dollars or or cryptocurrencies or anything like that. So The FUD can go both ways. The FUD can be used uh, from a positive news standpoint to try to play on people's fear and emotions, to drive likes, to drive comments, and to drive views and things like that from a social media standpoint, and to try to get people to jump in and buy into something. So the other thing to consider is network effect. And we're going to take a look at some stuff while we're talking about network effect. Uh, We're going to look at charts. We're going to look at um, values and price points and things like that. So when it comes to FUD, the real question is, should you listen? Should you pay attention? Should you engage in uh, understanding what the FUD is all about? So you got to think about markets. So forever, uh, since the markets have been in existence, the news has been used as a tool to drive price action and to manipulate markets, good or bad. Manipulation is just manipulation. It's not necessarily nefarious. It's trying to move your agenda forward, no matter what it is. So it used to be newspapers. And, uh, and then when media came around, it was the media. And then it was social media. Uh, so people use uh, the media, social media, their influence and other uh, the influence of others to push their agenda and to promote projects they're working on, talk up their books. So those are the types of things that you have to be real careful and be aware of. That's going on out there when you're looking at FUD. So the real question is: Should you just ignore FUD? Should you not pay any attention and not give it any mind? Well, I'm going to show you why you want to pay attention to FUD, especially if you're in, if you're if you're trading, if you're an investor that's in and out, uh, like me, if you're opportunistic, where you want to try to buy on momentum, you want to um, trade with the momentum of the market, um, trends, price action, and momentum is what it's all about when you're in and out of the markets, whether you're doing it. Um, day trading, minute trading, hour trading, or uh, even as a long-term investor, you still want to understand what is the news and what it's really about so that you know, because the network effect is now uh, very much part of the fundamental as we're going to take a look at here. And as you can see right now, the last few days, the prices of Bitcoin, Ether, and the rest of the altcoins has really been up and down, right? It almost seems like one day it's up, The next day it's down. Bitcoin's been kind of hovering in that range. We're waiting for that breakout. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? And uh, nobody knows exactly what it's going to do. Uh, And it could do either one. Um, And we'll look at the chart in a minute. But a lot of the sentiment seems to be if it breaks to the upside, it could just be a fake out where it's going to break down a little bit before it ultimately recovers. A lot of the institutions out there and the analysts seem to place the fair value of Bitcoin in the 30s, the low 30s. That's where broad market adoption sees the fair value of the price of Bitcoin right now. And take that for what it is, you can call that FUD. That's where the analysts are putting the price. And that's kind of where that price is hovering. It's kind of staying in the 30s. It's in the upper 30s right now, uh, but it is going to test back down into that low 30, maybe even breakthrough. And you know, we'll see how much support there is there uh, in terms of whether or not a floor can be put in uh, around that $30,000 range to ultimately support it before it can start its move upwards. Or is that going to drop down into the 20s? We don't know that. If it starts going up and it breaks through that $40,000 level and gets a little bit more momentum up into the 50s, uh, you could have a positive trend there. And especially if it breaks over 50000 particularly and, and moves beyond the 50000 range, then you could have a good bit of upside. Uh, before you have another pairing off and a pulling back. So the real key is what narratives should you be watching for and paying attention to when you're looking at the price action of these assets? So one of the things you want to look at is, you know, kind of where we're at now. So we had we had basically a straight up move in the last year of Bitcoin, where we've just been off to the races. We had this one little correction here back um, at the beginning of the year, January of 2021. We peaked out here at about 40000 We had a little bit of a pullback down into the 30,000 range. So it went straight from 40 to 30. So that's why all eyes are on that $30,000 level. And remember, we talked about trends, okay? And how you come up the mountain is often how you get back down that mountain. You get back down the mountain the same way you came up. So as we came up this mountain and we peaked at 40,000, there was a big pushback down to that 30 range. We bounced around a little bit, kind of like where we're at here, right? And then, boom, we were off to the races, had a couple little pullbacks. But look at these pullbacks. So this one was 54,000 back down to 43,000. That's a pretty big pullback. Then we, you know, uh, went back up again. We hit 59,000, pulled back. To 51,000. Then we're back up again to that all-time high of 64,000. And of course, these are not exact numbers. It's you know 64 plus or minus, 50s plus or minus. Then we had our big pullback down to that 46,000 range, bounced all the way back up to 57. Then we had a little test there to the 59. And then boom, we had our little drop all the way down here to that. Uh, we had some wicks down in the 29,000 range, but where did it go? It went right back to the bottom of this little area here, where that first level of support for this entire run was put in. Remember, it's all about um, higher highs and lower lows, lower highs and higher lows, right? So higher highs, higher lows, lower highs, lower lows when you're going up and when you're going down. It's all about higher highs and higher lows. So you come through here, you have a higher high, you have a higher high, you have a higher high, higher high, higher low, higher low, higher low. And now you start coming back down the mountain and you've got your lower high, lower low, lower high, lower low. Uh, And now we're trying to put in, we're trying to test that that low to see where we're at. But remember our last higher high was right there at that 59,000 range. So that's really where you have to get back to and above for any kind of a bull run to really take off. You've got to breach that last higher high. Now, going back to that, Lower low, where this whole thing really started in terms of the first real pullback after that first higher high, that's at 30,000 range. That's why so many eyes are on that $30,000 target. That's why the institutions and the analysts are putting $30,000 as a fair value uh, for the price of Bitcoin. Now, how does FUD affect the markets? Okay. What happened in March? of 2020. Everybody remembers that, the pandemic, right? Bitcoin was on a run. Let's see where that was at. Let's go back to January, February. There we go. February, February March of 2020. That's when the news of the pandemic hit. And what happened? Fear, understanding, and doubt. Everybody was afraid. Nobody knew what this thing was going to do. Nobody understood it. And there was a lot of doubt of the future of the economy and the virus and the effects of the virus on the economy. So what happened? That news, that FUD took the market from $10,380 in Bitcoin down to $4,880. From $10,400 to $4,880. That's quite a pullback. And prior to that, we were on a little bit of a run before we had that initial downward trend. We were up in July of 2019. We were in that Yeah, it's June and July of 2019. We were in that 12800 range before the descent started and very choppy, very inconsistent descent. And that's one of the reasons that Bitcoin has so much uh, doubt because it is so volatile. It's not consistent at all. And if you think about FUD, this is one big event where FUD is not fake news. So understand what FUD is. A lot of people think FUD is just fake news. What FUD is a lot of times is just people don't, don't know what, what to make of what's going to happen and where we are. So once we got a little bit of understanding under our feet and the um, federal government came in and propped up the market and started printing monopoly money, well, you know the rest of that story, right? We were kind of trending along until we kind of figured out that this pandemic was behind us. We started started marching up the tree again, had a little bit of a pullback here around September, which is where I think the, where I would peg the start of the bull run of 2021 would be back in September of 2020. We were kind of level after the march pullback and then we started slowly rising up rising up and then all of a sudden december boom we're off to the races and uh the december of 2020 and and what could have triggered that so we're going to look at one more thing here in terms of what potentially can trigger these um rapid rises so the bitcoin happenings and that's where the amount of bitcoin brought into the blockchain system is cut in half every four years we have another one coming up in 2022. And uh, if you go back to 2011, kind of, kind of where it starts. So, you know, you could call that a happening. That's when everything happens. You get your first peak. Then you have that that area of about 30 364 days from the bottom of the initial peak um, to the uh, beginning of the run up after. Uh, you, what you would call after a happening. Let's say you had a happening in the beginning, you had a run up to the peak, you pulled back, you had 364 days, then you ran up to the peak over a period um, of about probably the same amount of days to hit that peak, then it drops back down and you have that little phase again before you get to that second happening. So one year before the happening is kind of where that little run up or you know, kind of a accumulation phase for about 364 days happens. And then it kind of runs up for that's probably about four or 500 days where it runs up. And then it hits that peak and it starts dropping off again. And once again, you have that time frame before the next happening where you get a little bit of a run up and then potentially pull back. So there's two ways to look at this. One way is to say, well, every time you have a happening, it really increases the price of Bitcoin and you reach your all time highs. The other thing you could look at is, well, after that all time high post happening, that's when you get your big sell-off. So we had our last happening in 2020. We reached that peak in 2020. We pulled back down the mountain. We had a little bit of a run up to a peak. And now, depending on where you want to call this run, it could be downhill until the next happening because we've kind of leveled off. We're kind of on this side of it right now into that little sideways phase before it runs up to the next happening, which ultimately would be right here in 2022. This would be kind of where we're at right now is in this little area of that 385-day phase uh, getting ready for the next happening. So that's just something to think about in terms of where we could potentially be in this cycle right now uh, in terms of the happening. So the happenings could be seen as it, it Precedes, um, you know, uh, preceding the happening, you have that run up, then you have the happening, and you could potentially be running downhill after that. Um, So we have that one coming up in 2022. And um, we may be already midway into that cycle. So the real question is is this going to be the pullback after an all time high um, trending down into the period before the next happening? And then somewhere about a year out so it'd be 2023 that we start running up the hill to reach another all-time high after um, uh, after that happening and or before that happening in 2022 so uh, if you have your happenings right here um, so we'd be we'd be coming down the hill and at the bottom here soon to get ready to run up the hill before a 2024 happening and a potential new cycle sets in so um, those are the things you want to think about when you're investing and you're getting it and out and you're working the trends and you're watching happenings, you're watching timeframes and, and you're watching um, things like that. And the news cycle, the FUD, the network effect of the market is very important to the price action of stocks, of Bitcoin, of cryptocurrencies, crypto assets, because it is all about the network effect, right? The main reason Bitcoin is what it is and went where it went was because very influential people came out and said it was worth a certain amount of money. So that increased the amount of people buying into it, the amount of adoption um, that we saw, um, broad adoption of the asset and more people getting involved. Same thing you saw with Dogecoin. Uh, And the same thing you see with a lot of these pump and dumps where people get out there and they pump these individual projects up and drive the price and everybody gets behind it. And you're seeing it uh, most recently in AMC, GameStop, Bed, Bath & Beyond. So network effect is huge now in stocks. And it's and it's really big in cryptocurrencies and crypto assets, Bitcoin. So you definitely want to keep an eye on the news if you're watching the trends. And if you're a long-term investor and you need uh, to pull some funds off the table for whatever reason, you want to keep an eye on those events. And you want to do that at the optimal time when... Uh, you're at the at the upper trend or the peak of the cycle so that you can pull a little bit of profits off the table to help pay for whatever it is that you need to sustain your lifestyle and your future. And then if you want to keep the rest in there for the long term, then that's fine. But you definitely want to keep an eye on the news as it relates to the markets, as it relates to Bitcoin and these other assets so that um, you can stay ahead of any kind of price action, any kind of momentum, any kind of trend, uh, especially if you see things like the fair value of Bitcoin is being set in the $30,000 range. If that's the case, you're in the upper range of where that's gonna be. Um, And that's just right now. That's not saying long time. It's not saying 10 years from now. That's just kind of where the sentiment is now. And that's what the price action is telling you right now. That's why it's not breaking up. That's not why it's not breaking down. The market is being made for Bitcoin right now. So we're ultimately gonna know here real soon in the next few days where that's gonna settle. Um, I'm gonna be having some more analysts on doing some technical analysis. To kind of help us uh, chart some of these patterns and trends so that we can have a better grip on where uh, the near term uh, and what the near term looks like. But right now we're in a holding pattern. Nobody knows it could go either way, but we do know where these thresholds are. Remember that last lower low is in that 30,000 range. The last higher high was 59,000. Those are your big benchmarks that you need to get above or below for a continuing trend down and a continuing trend up. So until then, I will see you on the next video and um, keep your eyes on the news and uh, watch out for some upcoming uh, fantastic technical analysis. Like I said, I'm an investor, I am not an analyst, I'm not a technician. Um, I follow some of the top people out there um, doing the charts, doing the analysis and then I make my decisions based off of what a number of people are showing me on both sides of the equation. I wanna know what's the best case up, I wanna know what the worst case down is and I wanna know How can I be wrong either way? What is the market trying to tell me? The market, the key is when you take the emotion out of it, it's really all about Bitcoin. What is Bitcoin trying to tell us? What is it saying to us? So when you look at it that way, and uh, you know, it's an asset, it's doing its own thing. um, We wanna read the signals so that we know what it's trying to tell us. Does, Does it wanna go up? Does it wanna go down? So we know the thresholds to watch and I wanna know the arguments for each side so that I can analyze the data and try to make the correct decision, um, ultimately for my goals and my investment uh, potential. So I hope you have a great day. I'll see you on the next video.